What is going on, power to the ground people? I don't know what Tiller is doing up there. Uh, he's doing weird Tiller things. And, of course, he's 10 feet tall, so he towers over his desk when he is standing up. <laughs> but either way, opening round of Promotocross finally started. I'm super excited. We're going to get into that today, Paco. Hooking up power to the ground listeners with 20% off. All you have to do is use code PTTG for your 20% discount on some of the best hot sauce that there is. Also want to give Sunstar Sprockets and Chains a big shout out. Uh, they are offering our listeners 30% off. All you got to do is go to sunstar-breaking.com email support and use something with power to the ground in the subject or the email get 30 percent off doesn't matter what it is something related to the show and they're gonna hook you up also with round one means pickums so stop on over at power the number two the ground.com get you on that pickums board Tiller has been slaving away, cleaning it up, getting it all ready to rock and roll. It didn't help me at all. I got my butt kicked this weekend. Uh, he sent me my score, and I asked him if all he did was add up my 250 scores, not my 250 and my 450. Uh, no, I was just that bad. Um, so stop on over there, power the number two, theground.com. Get in on some pickums. Uh, I didn't even really look at who was above me. I was so far, like, I pretty much had to scroll down to see my name. That's the first time that's happened in a while. I think but, we were uh, both tied for last, actually. Oh, were we? Yeah. Holding it down, dude. Hold very down. Right? I feel like farm truck. Uh, Michael said he never remembers the pickums. Well, the good news, Mike, is that the scores were so bad this round for half of us. You still got, you still got a chance to come around for the next eleven rounds and catch up and possibly win. Oh yeah, yeah, mine was bad. I got a total of four points. That's both. That's all four motos. Like I got four points. That is bad. That is worse than like my worst round of two fifties in Supercross. Well, that just speaks to part of probably what will we'll get into but um we have to pick the top five you know you get some sway points for getting just the general makeup of the top five right you know they don't have to be exactly the position but that's just how many guys there are that we all thought could be in the top five and weren't this time and really only one or two of them completely wrecked out like Cameron McAdoo the rest of them just yeah. didn't get five. Yeah, luckily I didn't pick uh, McAdoo. But yeah, I don't, oh, the yeah, rest I'm of my not. stuff was a uh, a literal shit show. Like, it was bad. I I haven't done that bad in a while. So, Well, there were, there were people that everybody who played, pretty much I think all of us picked, that didn't even make it into the top five. Is that what that little graph thing was that you sent me earlier? The long mm -hmm. one? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I transferred yeah. it over here. I was going to ask you if you could break it down because I had no idea what I was looking at. Oh yeah, you it's know. just the the breakdown. The you know, like the t- uh, top ten submissions this weekend, just kind of what they submitted and if they got it right or even close to not. Um, yeah, we can take a look at it later if you want. Yeah, for sure. That's uh. Other than that. We can jump right into two fifties. Speaking of McAdoo, uh, so your two fifty overall, Fox Raceway Impala, California Round One, Jet Lawrence taking home his first overall, I believe. Right, he didn't have an overall mm-hmm. last year; just a moto win. Just that last moto win. Uh, followed by Jeremy Martin. Apparently, I forgot to put the J in front of Martin, uh, but that is Jeremy Martin, not Alex. Uh, then you got Justin Cooper, Michael Moseman, and RJ Hampshire. I feel like Moseman and Hampshire um, definitely messed up a lot of people's teams this week. Oh, for sure. In this and other ones, I I I think I've said it. I like Moseman. I think he's a cool kid. I like his personality. I like his mindset, the way yeah. he talks about things, the way he thinks about things. I did not think basically like one of my other fantasy things. I didn't even think that he was going to be around 10th. Ouch. I just, I seeing the way he rode those last couple of rounds in Salt Lake city. He didn't seem to have it together, you know? Um, yeah. I, I was like, I, don't, I just don't know. I, I need to see one round of him put together, him putting together two 30 minute motos without just royally screwing something up. And hurting him and like taking himself out effectively, you know. And he did he, that this week. He showed me wrong. So wrong. Yeah, that's apparently Michael picked him. Got oh, yeah. got a hundred points. Yeah, he, he he maxed out for the for some of the other people that, that picked him and some other stuff, but yeah, it was it was crazy. Um he just put on a, a quiet ride. Um a lot of the two fifty stuff, both motos, most of it was right there up at the front. Um, in the first two the whole time, you know, they swapping, swapping positions, changing it up. Um, you know, Jet and Jeremy effectively kind of tying for first with Jet's second moto win, Duke being the tiebreaker there to give him the overall. Um, he earned it this weekend. Um, he went yeah, out there, he, he rode he performed. Good. That's um, uh. There was a there was a couple of the 250 guys that that threw me off a little bit that I, I just wasn't necessarily ready for whether it was good or bad, and that was uh, Austin Forkner, Shimoda, and then you had Fry, Volhallen, and uh, who's the other one that I was like, what? How's he so far up there? Oh, March Banks. He was up a little further than I thought he was going to be, and that uh. Those guys, like in particular, I, I thought Forkner was going to come out swinging a little harder than what he, what he did. Same with Shimoda, um, but the other ones, uh, Fry, Volhallen, and Marchbanks, I, I did not accept or expect them to uh, come out swinging as hard as what they did. You know, like they kind of, they threw me off a little bit. 
Oh, yeah, I think Vol- Volan was the the surprise of the weekend. You know, yeah, when he raced Supercross, he put in some good rounds, but there's a difference between having a few good Supercross rounds your first try, you know, if you're just that good at it, and then also coming out to outdoors and putting on rides like that two motos in a row with his first moto finish being so bad because his bike broke. And he got a... uh... He ended up with a whole shot as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, I, he's, he's apparently got some sort of skill, you know? Um, yeah. I think it's, it's obviously we're going to need to see him last 12 rounds, which even if he doesn't, no big deal. It's his first time. Yeah. yeah. Racing 24 motos in the outdoors. <laughs> if he, he doesn't make it all 12, that's totally fine. He just, you know, he showed that he's got some skill at least on the first round. Um, Fry for me, I think he did really good when you you know you look at the the finishing rank there for him. Um, yeah, a thirteen fourteen for twelfth overall. Yeah, after his Supercross season, no way would have never guessed that he'd held it together like that for uh, two thirty minute motos out there. Um, then again, you know maybe. He's, some people just don't get it for Supercross because of the you know the difference. Maybe he can just go out there and suffer and ride like a beast for an hour on a weekend. Um, yeah, that's and that's awesome because there were there were some guys out there that he beat. Um, he beat Styles, Pierce Brown, Seth Hamaker. I mean, Styles and Hamaker are still relatively new um, freshmen. Effectively, you know, he beat his teammate Thrasher who for the most part, kind of really showed him up in Supercross. Uh, he beat Alex Martin, which I think Alex was kind of at the bottom of the range where I thought he was going to be. Um, he beat some good guys this weekend. So, yeah, Fry, give it to Fry for sure on that. I think he, he put together a, a good ride. Um, yeah. Yeah, he definitely – he didn't do bad. That's uh, that That's for sure. I mean – I don't know. It, it's hard because they don't really focus on them that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you're kind of like, uh, I can't remember like his race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at, and you look at the guys above him, they, they jumped around positions pretty good, except for Jalit to also, you know, for him to go out there and put together a 12, 13 for an 11th overall. Those those two were the were pretty consistent to go out there and just put together solid rides. Yeah, you know, and I think I think for for Fry if he goes out there and he can get tenth, eleventh, twelfth every weekend, it's probably going to be pretty good. You yeah, know? Um, just because the ten guys that could potentially get above him are pretty solid guys, right? Um, and there's still some guys potentially behind him that could easily finish above him too, like Max, Pierce Brown, Amaker, Thrasher, maybe Alex Martin. I was kind of expecting to see a bit more out of Carson, Carson Mumford. I mean, he pulled a six, 15th off in Moto 2, but that first Moto wasn't that great for him. Something might have happened out there for him to not finish that well. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I And I, I tried really hard to find McAdoo's wreck as well, and I just I couldn't find it anywhere like nobody got tape of it that i that i could find and that that drove me a little crazy yeah they were talking about that um actually i was just watching it right now um i'd heard on 
the the review show on Pulp's review show that they were talking. I missed it on Saturday, but when they had the camera guy out there trying to get him when they were putting him on the mule or whatever yeah. that the the pro circuit uh, his the mechanic or whatever kept trying to block the cameraman. Yeah, yeah, from, I did see that, and I I didn't even catch it, and it was it was just up just now, and I um I looked over and saw it, and it was, I don't know. Apparently, it's, it's just an, his knee's pretty messed up, and he won't know anymore until later this week. But Ooh. He, he's yeah. probably not going to win anything this, this season. So That's not good, man. No. Who knows? Yeah. Depending on how bad it is, maybe he just pulls the Jeremy Smith and is like, screw it, I'm not racing outdoors, and, uh, you know, come back, uh, come back Supercross 22 and win me a Gumby title. <laughs> you know, uh, huh. I think, uh, but even this, the top battle of like the top one through five each race was pretty damn exciting. Yeah. This week, it wasn't somebody ran away with it. You know, I kept, I was watching the lap times real hard uh, during this race and it was so exciting because there was a time, um, I mean, you know, you're out there, you're running two minute. 20 to 225 lap times on these 250s, right? You know, something weird could happen with lappers or something, and you could easily add a second to your lap time just from not getting a good drive up the hill, you know, especially at this track or something like that. But there were times in both motos where those top guys were able to just click it and drop a second or two off their lap times. Um, I remember there was there was one race. I can't remember if it was Moto 1 or Moto 2. I think it must have been Moto One when Martin won, um, where he just he was doing it, and then all of a sudden he just dropped a second to two seconds off his lap times for a little bit to make some moves and catch up, and it was it was insane. Um, and then watching watching he and Jet kind of go back and forth doing the same thing in Moto Two as is, is, is Cooper started to fade, you know? Um, yeah. That was so exciting watching those two get down there in those faster lap times and just kill it. Because uh, even they were pretty much right there at the end running the same lap times. Um, Jet was just a hair bit faster than Jeremy was in the lap times, you know, to keep eking it out lap after lap and stay in front of him. Yeah. It was, it was exciting to see those guys out there just, like I said, just cutting seconds off the lap time when they needed to at a certain point in the moto. It was crazy. Yeah, that's uh he Jet and Sexton both had interesting lines through that uh through the uh just before the finish line like the little weak table roller roller section or whatever it was. Um I don't even know how to properly like describe that section, but uh they definitely had interesting lines that I didn't really see too many other people taking where they mm-hmm. would kind of wheelie up to it and just kind of drop their front wheel over it almost like a mad skills type scrub you know it was pretty entertaining um and it it worked out for him i thought sexton looked really good through there um and i think that's that was that was the line man they gained a lot of speed through there Oh yeah, because yeah. it's a lot. Of, I think a lot of the the bigger moves, and that was one of the I think the complaints I heard about um, the track was just that a lot of the other stuff was relatively one lined. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of passing necessarily. I don't think it was one line, but 
they, uh, there wasn't much passing until when you got closer to the finish line and in the mechanic section where there was some more of the one eighties. Yeah. Uh, and stuff there, you know, I think that's just maybe the nature of the way the track worked out that day. They had a, there were a lot of people making that, a lot of the riders were making complaints about the way they did it over the course of the day with just the watering and then some of those way they kind of redid some of the obstacles that week and whatnot. But, um, that track yeah, got that, rough, man. Yeah. It got beat up. I mean, you could see it, especially in the 452. Like, it got that track got whooped on like a redheaded stepchild, man. Like, it was bad. I thought it was bad. But then, like, you listen to the Weed show and you hear Weed Jack ask uh, Ansi, like, what'd you think of the track? Was it one lined? And he's like, if you want a one line track, go to Europe. Because America doesn't have a one line track. We just have guys that don't want to pass. <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh, Hunter maybe had a pretty. In- I wish I could remember off the top of my head what it was. But I'm not going to misquote him, but he had a pretty interesting commentary about in the press conference. I think it was um, they they were asking kind of the difference between a track like this to over there, um, and then also Mathis was in his post race like kind of one on one interviews. He was interviewing. Um, Make sure I get his name right. Oh, where'd it go? Lupino, Alessandro Lupino. Um, yeah. And he was, he, I, I'm, I'm not going to misquote him, but I, I think it was a similar sentiment about, you know, the, the tracks are much different over here than they are for that similar kind of reason. Yeah. Um, that's, I don't know. It was, uh, before we get, too deep in the track talk though let's jump over to the 450s and knock that out and then we can circle back if we need to because the like i said the the 450 tracks i mean you probably saw it with your little lap time analysis stuff but it got whooped on pretty bad man so it's uh taking the the overall for the first round was ferrandis roxon coming in second plessinger coming in third Barsha coming in fourth and Sexton coming in fifth. And luckily it's the first race of the series. So that's your point standings as well. But it's uh it's tie for second. Yeah, that's that's weird to me. Just the way some of the outdoor stuff works out, where like you're looking through and you're like, oh, the AMA messed up again. They put 40 and 40, you know, but then you're like, oh, it's points per moto. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it'll mess you up a little bit. But. Yeah, it's like the over, overall is like, eh, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Um, because yeah, it's the points per moto. Um, I mean, it works out, you know, with the averages, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think all there's not a, a single one in this top five that's not e- even at least a little bit surprising, right? Uh, I mean, even if to me, they're all the top five. Maybe a couple of them, I would have said like, "Oh yeah, they'll be in top five, but maybe not necessarily the position they'll be in." Chase, maybe, but if he would have had a better moto two, he would have been up a lot higher with a two with a second moto one and a tenth in moto two. You know? Yeah. I I would have put him fifth overall, but not because he went two ten. 
because he went five five. Yeah, I mean, I think the one that probably surprised people the most was uh was Ferrandez. I mean, I don't know how you can kind of slouch on that dude outdoors anyway, or any of the Yamaha riders for just because. I mean, you got Craig that still came in in twelfth, and he's a two fifty guy that's filling in. Mm-hmm. And then you have Plessinger who looked I, I thought he looked great. I mean, especially in the second moto, him and uh Roxon were putting on a good show. You know, Barsha, I guess, kind of surprises me, not because he's bad at outdoors, but just because you never really know what you're gonna get with Barsha. Um mm-hmm. so it is it is kind of uh kind of difficult to say i guess i would i would call it you know and then uh you got old max ansi down there in in 13th place too so i guess i kind of expected him maybe 15th through 17th i guess i would say you know and then Mm -hmm. i mean that eighth ninth tenth and eleventh place overall uh that surprised me. I expected a handful yeah. of those guys. You, you know, know, it wasn't until just now that I realized that those four, the 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th finished in a row like that are right next to each other in the overall. Oh, yeah. And that's just, when you, especially when you consider that they were right there beside each other in the overall. Obviously, when you look at their moto scores, it's a different story. But, yeah, that's not. Not what us, not what I thought, not what even the people who playing pickups <laughs> thought where they any of those guys were going to end up. Um, I think Osborne's maybe the most unfortunately least surprising guy to to be in that group with the the back issues. Um, yeah, maybe it's just maybe it's just round one. Maybe it's round one and back issues. Um, we you know we won't know till next weekend and then the following weekends really. Um, yeah. We have in Webb, Tomac, Osborne, and, and AC finished 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. It was not how I thought this weekend was going to go. Um, just looking through it, it looks like they both fell off quite a bit in both of their motos, too. I mean, seen Cirillo, first place, moto one, threw it away like he did in Loretta's. Almost the same way, too. He just, I, I don't know tried to do like a weird little scrub where you probably shouldn't throw a weird little scrub. And well, I think, yeah, it, that and then going down that downhill, just front wheel just did not, did not cooperate. When yeah. You the ground. Um, but also that's, you can't, we got to, I don't think we can go away without talking about AC being two seconds faster than the rest of the field during the race. Yeah, I didn't really look at too many of the uh, of the lap times. I was out running around in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, um, I mean, so yeah, I, it was he was there were uh, in Moto One. Let me pull it up. Uh, Moto One when he went down, or about the time he went down. Yeah, when he went down, he was running two eighteens. In the rest of the field, the fastest they did were two twenties to two twenty ones. I don't even think the 
Yeah, even Moto One by the time the four fifties got out there, they weren't even hitting two twenties. Oh no. Webb hit a two twenty on his fourth, third to fourth lap. The way they have that marked is odd. Um yeah, there was not a lot uh two of two twenties even going on in the four fifty class like there were in the two in the two fifties. Yeah. And for him to be running two eighteens. Yeah, so I mean, a that was a byproduct of him just going at an unnecessary speed for the track, um, or he just had a mess up that he probably might would have had anyways. But he was he was hauling ass before he went down and messed up. But he still messed up. You know, doesn't matter how fast you were going if you fall down. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is very true. It doesn't really and, matter how fast you were going if. You- if you're out there doing dirt angels, yeah. but he did, he charged back pretty decent though, which I mean, I'll give it to him. He doesn't really give up, you know, which is kind of nice, but yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you can't, if you can't go out and um, pick back up and then start doing two eighteens again, the next lap, then it was all for not. If you could have just been doing two twenties and not wrecked yourself. Very true. And that's um, old Cooper Webb got to lead a lap in the uh, in the outdoors too. Must it was in the uh, the first moto led yeah. one lap, lap number five. Yeah, and then old AC and Ferrandez just walked. Roxon dominated the the first one on or the second one on paper. Yeah. You know, uh, AP was knocking on that door though. And I liked, uh, I heard his interview with Weege where he was like, yeah, it got a little shaky out there. So I just backed it down because I had more, but I don't want to wreck out. Like yeah, they I, were, they were killing it out there. I wanted to look at that. Yeah. Cause I was, I kept watching, um, Ken's lap times and AP's lap times there at the end to see if he was going to be able to catch him or not. And they were, oh, of course I can't 94 number seven aren't on the same sheet. Um, two twenty threes. Yeah. They were just kind of alternating ish. Not exactly like a one, every other lap, but they just, there were times where it looked like, oh, AP's gaining a second, and then all of a sudden he'd have a, a slow lap from lappers or just bad track or whatever, and he could never quite catch up all the way. And if that's, you know, like you said, he, he told, he was talking about in his interview that it probably just probably didn't feel safe pushing it. And that's that's what you got to know to be able to finish two motos is know when to keep pushing it so that you don't eat it like AC did or just keep going, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's... David, I have no idea what happened to him in the second moto. He just uh, forgot. I don't know. He he fell a lot, like fell back a lot. I think first lap he was third, fell all the way back to 12th by the time it was over. So I'm not really sure what happened there. Um, I don't think he – I don't think he wrecked. If they did, I don't remember them showing it. It was just kind of, he was almost like he was just along for the ride, man. Yeah, I'm watching it right now, like 10 minutes in. He's still in third. 
I don't think they really showed what, what did happen. They finished in 12th. So, I, I, I mean, I have no idea. Did he dump he it again? Started, he just started fading. Uh, got uh, tired. The weather was almost perfect out there. So, 21. Anderson got by him on lap eight. Marv got by him. And then Eli and Craig got by him. Along with Webb and Sexton. He must have went down around lap 10 or 11 because a bunch of guys got by him on oh, between lap 10 and 11. He must have went down again. What was his lap times through there, man? That'll tell you right away. 10 and 11. Where are we at? 450 Moto 2 lap times. I got too many windows open. Ha. 10 11. Oh, his lap times around lap 10 11. Oh, lap 11. He, another five seconds slower. Either he just slowed down or he fell down for just a quick second in the corner and got right back up. Well, that's... He did start moving down a little bit slower, but not significant. He just went... After lap 11, he just got slower and stayed slow. He was putting down 230s or slower the rest of the race. Almost up to a 240, man. Like, he was getting up there. I can't tell if that's a 6 or an 8. I'm not wearing my glasses, but... Yeah, that's... Yeah, he must have he must have just fell over and had a tip over in the corner when they all passed him at lap eleven. Cause I don't remember seeing it um, in the race, and I'm not my replay is not quite there yet. Still fourth there, six, seven. Oh, something happened right there. I don't know. Maybe I'll see it in a minute. But yeah. Yeah, so I don't AC, know either. That was a good AC, question. I didn't AC even think had to look speed. For um, he could have done something. He could have done something interesting. So it'll be interesting to see if he can put together, and this can be his his worst, uh, or hopefully maybe his second worst max finish for the rest of the season if he wants to be in championship contention. Because last last year, I mean, granted, you know, the field was a lot different last year with uh, Rocks and Webb Anderson being out effectively out of the championship. But Zach won with an average finish a third, and his worst worst finish being a sixteenth by far. Um, so he's going to have to kind of get it together. He can't he can't be wasting his bad finishes on round one. None of these guys can. Webb, Tomac, Marv, even well, Marv finishing seventh overall is not too bad but if you're gonna you're gonna limit it you're gonna have a really good average finish you can't be wasting on round one so we'll see how next weekend goes and see what that looks like because if Eli finishes ninth ninth in round one round two just send it home for the summer not looking good for Yamaha he'll be practicing blue a little early (laughs) but possibly yeah 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 they might Kawasaki might just be like, hey, let's just call it call it a couple months early and just be done with this. You know, we're right Yeah. Right and that's uh I I don't know, man. I expect AC to come out swinging. Maybe it was just first lap jitters. The track was really rough. Um I don't know. He's usually pretty decent on a rough track though. 
like decent. I expected well, yeah. more out of Zach Osborne with the track conditions, you know. But if Zach's back's really messed up, then that's one thing. But I think with AC speed, if the track really is that rough, then that's asking for messed up. But I think, yeah, I mean, that's but to your point though, this track is so different than what we're going to see for about half the over half the season with all the tracks out east. Yeah. The guys that the guys that do well on this type of track may not do as well on the tracks out east that are fairly different on their own right, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a totally different uh it's basically a totally different service. Uh surface. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh David, Alex did fell down. Alex was also dealing with bike issues. He did not he does not like the power delivery on the Yamaha. He says it's it's almost got too much said it'll just it just hits like a freight train so not like i think he was no nah, i think he was struggling with that a little bit all all weekend basically from practice on thursday all the way through to to the number two moto so at the end of the second moto so i don't know how much of that was rough track and how much of that was him just not gelling with the bike right away um I would like to blame it on the rough track, you know, but hearing him in his vlog kind of complain about the bike hitting too hard kind of made me double think that as well. So it's. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the season with they're not 100% identical twins, obviously, but it, to see if they're going to be open, if Alex is going to be open like that with the comments to see kind of maybe if it's a, a thing to where the star team's able to tune that Yamaha just a little bit better so that, you know, Jeremy can get it. Well, um, Jeremy's also used to that bike. This is, he's been on it a couple seasons now where yeah. Alex came from a, a, a different bike, mm-hmm. I think. So, I mean, I'd imagine there's quite a bit of power delivery difference between the old Zuki and the Yamaha. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. Yeah, AC's just getting trained right here by these guys. They just all, that pack of guys just caught up to him and just passed him. He just slowed down. He didn't fall down or anything. They just caught up to him and passed him. Yeah, that's, it. I don't know, from so I didn't catch all the races, um, running around doing, doing work stuff and real race shit. Yeah. Like doing races and stuff this weekend. Um, and of course all my races are in the middle of nowhere. So I have zero phone service. So I usually have to go back and try to rewatch most of the races. Um, the ones that I did see though, it, it, didn't feel like a national you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it felt like i was watching you remember that old uh lucas oil on the edge races where they would Mm -hmm. just go show like random racing from wherever it it almost felt like that i don't know if drag races yeah like i don't know if it was the way the production was kind of put on or that everything wasn't like super gelled up but the whole race itself kind of felt forced, you know, from start to finish. Like it was almost like these guys weren't even ready to go necessarily, you know, yeah, it just, I don't know. It felt weird to me. I think this is an odd one 
for it to start at. There's just nothing. I mean, yeah, you look at it, it's got the layout there it, for it to be an outdoor track by technicalities, but it just doesn't feel like an outdoor track. Maybe that's what it is. Cause I see people riding on it literally every day. So, Oh yeah. So there's that too. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like it has that. Oh crap. It's time to mow the, mow the grass and clear it out. You know, it's time to get this track ready. That's not getting used all the time. Yeah. Uh, type thing. Um, Washougal is the same for me, man. Like I see, I, I know a lot of people up in the, the Pacific Northwest that race up there and it's the same way. Like when it's the, the nationals there, I'm like, yeah. it literally feels like everything else. Like they just had a, uh, the red lens qualifier up there. And I, I watched all of that and it was the same. I was like, that ah, feels the same as the national or a non-qualify race. You know, like it's just, it's weird when you do have the opportunity to watch a lot of amateur racing that happens on these tracks. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, it's the pro guys. And you're like, I know they're going faster on the TV. It doesn't feel that way. And I know that atmosphere like on the actual grounds would probably be way different but over the tv it feels like i'm just watching it like on youtube or, or racer tv or or anything like that you know like it just i don't know there's there was a huge disconnect at least for myself this weekend that's an interesting observation i would have thought about it that way i know for me just you know it's funny that you said washugal because i was going to say like washugal to me is one of those ones that has the feeling of an outdoor track when I watch it, or and that's yeah. just because maybe it's just purely aesthetic. This track doesn't look cool. It doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel like they're racing in the outdoors. Yeah, it just it feels like they're just kind of there to throw a bone. It's got basically. two cool obstacles for me, and they're all pretty much the same corner. You know, the the split lane left. And yeah. down to the right up the top hill. That's the coolest part about the track. There's rarely ever any excitement there unless somebody gets pushed off the side going up the hill and then that split lane left before they go right back up into it. That's generally the most exciting part of the track. And then, like you and I were talking about before the show, that section this year, the way they redid it right around the mechanics and the finish line, that that had a couple opportunities to show some like really cool speed for some guys because there were some stuff even in the 250s um, like I think that was one of the spots Jet was really good at making up time over those jumps right there. And you could see it the way the camera showed there. But yeah, this track just, it's like, I, I still remember watching it last year. The only thing I can really remember getting excited about was that, you know, the, the left, right uphill. And after that, it was like, eh, you know, this track just, I think disgusting is a, a strong word. But as far as like, just it's looking not at watching aesthetically some of the pleasing yeah yeah you, at least when you watch iron man you know you're like oh it looks it just looks cool out there you know yeah. it's, it's something to see them flying you know fly in the washougal they're flying through the trees um yeah they got that crazy whoop section same with millville yeah you know yeah even millville last year when it was nasty and like rainy-ish looking it, it still it just seemed like a cool outdoor track. This track's just everything's brown. It's hard to look at and watch because of the lighting. It's I don't know. I could go on. I think that's part of it for me. Yeah. Yeah. And David did bring up a thing. It could be the camera work as well. But it's I don't know. I lived like a couple oh, yeah, miles on that track for ten years, man. It 
that's it looks exactly like I remember it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, just, if they had an unlimited budget, brown. for sure, the the camera work could help out, right? They could put yeah. more cameras in more corners, and they could really have a lot better placement, you know, and people to control the the cameras and which shot. I don't know why used, they don't but... use more drones like GNCC does for outdoors. You know what I mean? That, I don't know. I don't know why could, they don't do it. I never even thought about that. That could really, especially on a track like this where there's no trees to get around, yeah. be the perfect one for it. You know, yeah. especially that section around the mechanic and finish where it's a bunch of 180s type stuff. You know, it's all like relatively more tight. That would be a really cool way to do the drone, you know, to kind of go back and forth. You know, like my, yeah. My flight simulation in my hand. Oh. <laughs> This you know shows some of that a little bit better instead of having like one camera really far off and be like oh yeah see they go they take the right and then they go that one eighty around the mechanics and they disappear for a few seconds and then you got it coming around the other way yeah yeah I, I just know. thought of that maybe too how it's a, I was like, a budget hmm. thing I don't know so you're telling me Racer TV has a smaller budget than NBC my hands are in the air. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't yeah i don't um maybe they're maxed out on their budget and they can't afford to hire a really cheap drone operator or i don't know maybe maybe racer, maybe racer tv was like hey we just don't need cameras we just need drones yeah i mean they have a bunch of cameras at the races so i'm not sure um yeah, i don't know it uh it was let's see 450s. Ken, do we want to just say WTF or kind of wait wait till next round to see if he can do it again? Man, I'm all about that waiting until the next round to see if he can do it again. Um, so that top three, I did not expect. I maybe somewhere like the seventh to twelfth range for all, all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not expect that. And I even made a comment, like I should have just trusted my gut and with, with the Yamaha guys. Um, but they're so young, you know, and it, well, at least, at least Dylan is. And then Aaron is pretty much their flagship rider. But at the same time, you're like, was Supercross, were they just feeling it? You know, was it just like him and Mookie kind of just jiving? Um, were they because they always seem to link up during the whole Supercross season? Yeah. So I mean, I had a hard time putting my money down on them, man. And then Roxon, I don't, I don't even know how to feel about that one. Um, I definitely expected more out of like uh, some of the other the some of the other factory guys that that do practice there a lot like um i expected sexton up towards the top um musquin i i expected him up towards the top a little bit further than what he was i i i didn't pick him for the top five but i was not going to be surprised if he was in the top five um same with well, like like tomac um seen cerillo i expected those guys up there you know yeah i think marv for me, Marv's never been a guy to me that I would say just has the balls out speed. Yeah. You know, to just pass guys. 
he's fast so that if he gets the great start, he's good. And from what it looks like and what I remember in these, he just, he finished kind of where he started. He had the speed to stay there, not get past. And that was that. I think in, um, I'm not saying he's not fast because obviously he is, but I just don't know. Maybe he wasn't feeling this track and maybe we need to find a different type of track for him where he can show off his like real technical skills um, to where he can make up seconds on guys. I just don't, he didn't, he didn't seem to have it. You know, he, he, he started 10th in Moto2. Finished 7th. Yeah, so, I mean, he made some guys, but, you know, some of those guys fell back like AC did in Moto2. Um, so, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think for me the biggest thing was I would have expected Ken to go 1-6. The fact that he went 6-1 is the surprising part. He said he didn't change his settings all day. Just feeling it, man. He was. He said he was feeling it, and I guess you know if he. It's one of those things when you're doing settings like that. That's the the biggest thing for outdoors and for Supercross too. But it's even bigger for outdoors is doing your settings for practice. You gotta make. You gotta try to be like how how's this gonna translate when the tracks beat to shit after two hours of racing on it. You know. Yeah. And that's and maybe. Uh... Maybe Ken's setting that he was felt eh, eh with and okay with and just figured he'd stick with it uh, turned out to be the best setting he needed for Moto2. But granted, this is just one one race. Um, I don't think we should be worried about his health issues right off the bat. If you can go 6-1. Yeah, it was, um, uh, it was a cooler day out there. You know, uh, mm-hmm. So we'll see once we get up in the hot muggy stuff. That's a I can ride all day in the desert, man. I get wore out riding around here where there's actually humidity. So yeah. I, it's July is gonna be interesting. For yeah. All of them. Where they take that break and then it's just four weekends in a row, right in the middle of July, or just over the whole course of July. Just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That, that'll and be that's interesting. Uh, I can see uh, the old sixth place finisher, Jason Anderson. Man, I can see him being a silent assassin, messing up some people's some people's championship runs, dude. He he had a good he had a good day, dude. Like, and if he keeps that up, he's so he's so fluid, mm-hmm. you know. Like, it's really fun to watch him ride because he is it, he just has a weird style, you know. But, uh, I don't know, I. I hope he does good this this outdoors. I don't I don't mind Anderson at all, you know. And uh to see him come out this week and, and do do pretty well. I was pretty excited. Um of it's, course, yeah, it's was, good to see him be there finish six. I think that point you made about messing up some people's championships. If you if you have guys like Barsha, Sexton, I think Sexton has a if he if his average finish is higher than a fifth, it I don't see it being much higher than fifth. Um, but you have Bar- guys like Barsha, Sexton, Anderson, and Marv, who, if they keep this up, are clearly that kind of uh, fourth through seventh fast every race, yeah. right? They may not have it to where, except for maybe one 
one or two motos, maybe not necessarily for an overall, but just one or two motos where they're up there feeling it. Those are the guys, like you said, they could really mess up people's championships because that range right there could keep people from hitting the average points they need. You know, if you're not feeling it to where you're not first through third that weekend, but you guys, you got guys that are running at 98%, they can get that fourth through seventh every single weekend. Oh, yeah. They don't have the standout speed, but they've got that fourth through seventh speed, and you can't keep with them either. Then all of a sudden you're down there eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh. Yeah. Because and that's you can't the, fit in that. So that, it's like a, a buffer zone there between this hella fast three guys um, in a moto. Uh, maybe not silly weekend, but in a moto. And then you've yeah. got that range where it's like, nope, we're just fast and we'll swap between ourselves. And then you've got the rest, or not the rest, but eight through 12th. Um, that could really mess up, mess up how you get your points. Yeah. And so you got to be on either side of that. Or you well, be it's on the also top side of it. those four guys, they don't typically make stupid mistakes and they don't do dirt angels. Um, mm. The only one that we don't have a really long rap sheet on is Sexton. But I mean, Put in solid work last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And even through Supercross, except for sand sections, um, he was he was good, man. So I, I really don't, I don't. That very well could be where they're they're probably most likely going to pull away from the rest of the top ten. But I don't know if they have that every week, every moto of every week speed to be in the top three all the time. But they are kind of in a league of their own most races, I, I feel like. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the fast and consistent guys, not the hella fast and, you know, for one moto, but the fast and consistent guys for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I made a note about, I, one of my first notes I made in 450 Moto 1 was Barsha passing Eli. That we've already touched on Eli. It wasn't much that came from that. Barsha was just faster than Eli this weekend. Who would have thought? Um, but then, friend is, and Sexton. So one thing that I am looking forward to is like we talked about it in the preview. Is Ferrandez outdoors? Mm-hmm. Sexton Outdoors and Plessinger Outdoors. Those guys, I have a feeling this year, are gonna have some battles back and forth. They're both they're both really smooth. Um, they're both young, they're both in have good fitness, you know, and they're and they're both or they're and they're all three of them are, are good outdoors. So I, I expect quite a few battles maybe through that that buffer zone um where everyone kind of gets gapped out and you start getting the races for the fourth through seventh uh positions i can see them battling through there uh more often than not however i i could see all three of those guys taking moto wins this year as well so it's uh i have a feeling that is where we're gonna get the most of our outdoor like bang for our buck is with those three. Um, and then, I mean, you still have Osborne, Tomac, Sin Cirillo. Um, don't think I'm going to throw Webb into it. 
you know, and if, if Kenny's on, then, then Kenny's right there too. But I'm still still hesitant on on Kenny. But like I, those three, I think are are definitely going to be they're going to be the entertainment for this year. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they're battling with Tomac, Osborne, Cincerillo, or something like that, but I I definitely see them up towards the up towards the front. You know, at least uh, more candidates for that. Oh, maybe third through fifth, you know, uh, right, right around in there. I, I can definitely see that. So. Yeah, it'll be, I, it's, it's so hard to take away too much from, from this one race, a, the track being the track that it is. And then a is the, and then B is the first race of the season. Um, yeah, there's so many different factors that could make this be. But a lot know, of those guys, anomaly, but yeah. Well, a lot of those guys we've seen outdoors for the past couple of years anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's the only one that we really haven't seen that much of is Ferrandez. But, I mean, pretty much everybody that I heard of called it. They were like, don't sleep on that dude. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's, he's good on that bike. Not, I mean, he's good on any bike outdoors, you know, so. Well, there were there were some times too where I saw him, you know, doing some stuff on the bike that was just really exciting to watch. And I remember, I think like we talked about in the previous shows, that it's just exciting to watch him. It was exciting to watch him on the two hundred and fifty, and hopefully, you know, he's still filming on the four hundred and fifty. And it looks like he clearly looks like he is. Um, yeah. And I was looking. I think I had made a note about the first moto, Sexton's lap times. He was hella. Well, relatively, you know, within the range, consistent. And even at the end when he was trying to catch Ferrandis, he was just putting down some killer lap times um, there at the end of the at the end of the first moto after they were beating up the track, and he was just dropping dropping times on Ferrandis trying to catch him. Um, and that's for somebody to be able to stay that consistent within a two. Two to four seconds sounds like a, a big range, but outdoors it's not that big of a range when you consider the, the track over the time. Um, but for him to stay within the range, if just the last half of the race within a two second range, that's awesome. He was just oh, out yeah. there killing it and catching it. Um, I remember I made a note of that because it was pretty insane watching him do it through the whole time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's uh, I expect big things out of him this year, man. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I hope so. he I hope he's able to keep it on and we get to watch him over the course of a whole season and really Oh yeah. Kind of not to nitpick him, but I'd like I want to analyze and see what he's able to do. Yeah. Just to just to see. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I don't I don't know. I'm excited just to see him live again. Like when I got to see him at Loretta's last year, Iron Iron Man, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um I'm definitely excited to to see him again you know so it's uh i don't know i like watching him and i'm excited to watch ferrandez on a 450 outdoor live too um ac's fun to watch but you'll watch him a couple laps and then all of a sudden you won't see him for a couple seconds and you're like what part of the track did he wreck on <laughs> you know? yeah um let's see I, go ahead oh i I just had a random thought 
I was like, <coughs> oh, excuse me. I was like, I really hope that they bring back the uh, 125 all-star race for a lot of the, uh, a lot of the um, series this year as well. So. Oh yeah. I haven't heard anything about that. That would be interesting if they do that. Um, my, my standout performance guy from Supercross, uh, Savachi, he was doing good, man. He, he fell down in the second moto um, and then came back, made it for an 18th. He got a 14th overall. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to see what he's, what he's able to do. He didn't let me down. I mean, he, he fell down in the first, in the second moto. So there's that, but to make it back and get an 18th in the second moto is pretty good after falling down. Um, so I'm excited. I think Cody shock, I, you know, we it, talked. Didn't we talk about him in the preview show? He was doing the four fifties, and then was, I made something up about how maybe that translated to his awesome uh, Daytona performance on the two fifty class in Supergross. But um, for him to come back and all of a sudden just fifteenth overall, yeah, on the four fifty, awesome. That's great work. Um, Dean Wilson uh, took took the bars to the nuts. Yeah, that's you didn't rough. get to finish the second one. Um, that's the uh, the Rocky Mountain team. I definitely expected more out of because that is kind of their home track. You know, like. Well, I mean, uh, see, so Savachi made he got twelfth overall in the first moto. I don't know. Look at who finished in front of him. I yeah, I don't. I don't think I don't think he could have done a whole lot better. I don't know. I think they probably could have. I mean, it's, I don't know. They I mean, have, if he could have done better, how much better do you realistically think he could have done? Tenth? Maybe. Like eighth, maybe. You know, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, when you're looking at it, it, who was, I mean, you had Tomac, who f- forgot to show up. Uh, I think everybody that finished in front of Craig. him so championship winners also, right? Well, yeah, Ansi finished 12th. Yeah. No, 15th. No, first, yeah, first moto, Craig, Anderson, Tomac, Muscan, Cianciarulo, Roxanne Webb, Plessinger, Barsha, Sexton, Brandis, all those guys that finished in front of him. Yeah. That's every, every single one of those guys is a factory guy. Yeah, but... I mean, the caliber of team that he's on is not far removed from being a full factory team. Anyway. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't take away. I just think if we're going to, if we, I don't know, you could probably argue this a lot of different ways, but the way I was looking at it was you got yeah. all the factory guys and he was the best of everyone else. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I was just playing. Home field advantage, man. That's kind of like, especially out of that team, because what Bogle, uh, you never really know what you're going to get with Bogle, you know? So it's kind of, yeah. Like he's their flagship guy, man. So that's uh, kind of why. And we know, we know what Joey can do. You know, so that's kind of, and I figured out, ah, well, since they've been, they literally live like a couple miles from that track, 
you know, it just kind of made a little bit more sense to me. But he could, he, I think he could have done some work if he wouldn't have fell down on that second motor and had to work his way back up. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe he'll get to, he'll get to do some real work. Um, yeah. It's, uh, so I was just looking this- down through the privateers, kind of see what they got going on down there. Uh, oh yeah. Let's pick, um, let's touch on, I wanted to do that. This, uh, for every one of the races, just kind of pick a random, since the since the results are separated by fours, we'll do next time. I'll do my research so I can talk about it a little bit more. But we'll just pick. Um, uh, Nicoletti was another one that I wanted to talk about. Old filthy Phil, man, what happened to him? Oh, so let's just yeah. Let's, this was a, quite the privateer, but let's talk twenty-one through twenty-four. This is a cool section. So Phil, I think he he went down. And the second moto, I think he was talking about. Um, I think for him to come back and race this, that was still pretty good for him to get 23rd overall. Uh, It was kind of funny that he got beat by. So 21st, um, Tyler Medaglia from Canada. He's he's actually pretty good up there, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was up there. Him Him and Phil were going at it in the Canadian series the last year or two. Yeah. Um, but he came down 21st overall on a loner gas gas enduro bike. Enduro yeah. gearing, enduro tank. It's uh, not bad. I think I, I actually have a picture of him when he used to race for Babbitts Canada on my wall in my office. Hmm. Which was two or three years ago. I think I can't remember, but that's uh, cause I was like, who is that guy? And I started looking up like who he was and I was like, dang, that dude's actually pretty good. I wonder why he never came down like down here, you know? Um, I also didn't know that he was a Canadian resident either, uh, which makes a little bit more sense why he would stay up there and keep doing the triple crowns. But, mm-hmm. um, and then heart Ranch, 22nd, that's about where I Moto one, that. Yeah. 19. That's the max of where I thought he was going to be at. After seeing his Supercross performances, I was thinking he wasn't going to be able to hold it together for two 30-minute motos. I figured he'd fade hella hard. Um, I, I wanted fade. him to do this or better because I remember seeing him have the fitness, have the endurance on the 250s last year. Yeah. He had some hella good rides. Um, but just very underwhelming performance in Supercross. I figured that he just something wasn't something <laughs> wasn't right for him, and he just wasn't going to have it. But he had it. Um, yeah. Phil Phil finished twenty third. Was pretty good. Um, like I said in his interviews, talked about going down one time. He could have done a little bit better. Jacob Hayes, man, it's exciting to see him after after his leg injury that he went through, and that yeah serious trauma uh, situation he was dealing with with that. It's exciting to see him come back out and finish um, finish there the in that top range with the privateers. Um, oh, yeah. It would be interesting to see. I guess he went down in the second moto, too, because uh, he finished 20th in the first moto. So it'll be exciting to see what he can do. 
that will be really exciting. Let's see. Yeah. I just realized that of all 41 people, there's only five Yamahas and three of them are the factory team. There's six Yamahas and three of them are the factory team. It's like all KTM branded different colors and Hondas, man. A couple Kawasaki's, but. Speaking of, man, I can't imagine how pissed Ian and Roger probably were when Max's bike ate it in that first moto. What are you going to do, man? I mean, yeah, there's there's nothing you could do, but you know, like, somebody there was probably just one of, somebody there, I'm not going to say all of them, because ideally you, you stay calm and you're like, it happens. You know, somebody probably got the grill afterwards and was like, what the hell did you do? Why did this happen? Hopefully I didn't even hear what they said was actually the problem. I don't think they... Um, sounded like it was breaking up real bad. I don't think they said other than... Uh, I saw a lot of speculation based on the color of the smoke, obviously, but... Um, yeah, it was breaking they, up real bad. I heard it in one of the highlight videos. Yeah, started losing, started losing oil. Something... Something, uh, some seal or something must not have been done right, but, um, I mean, that happens on those race bikes, though. They get oh, yeah. the crap kicked out of them. It happens. It's just unfortunate, you know, first moto, first moto of the day out there leading of all the bikes oh, that yeah. could happen to, you know, it could have been back a, and uh, showed the second moto that he still got the speed. What was it? Zach Osborne that got the new tank without gas in it. Could have been that. Oh, oh yeah. That, was, that could have been a bad day. That one I can see where you can yell at somebody. But mm-hmm. if it was like a legitimate like mechanical failure and not a mechanic failure, I don't know how you can really yell at it. Well, anybody. that's the thing, is like it until you know if it was a mechanic versus a mechanical failure, you don't yeah. know until you tear the bike apart. Oh yeah. Right. And so it's just out there at the track to be like somebody better be able to show me that this was not somebody's a mechanic's fault and that it was a part that there's no way we could have, we could have done anything on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lots of, uh, lots of KTM umbrella, umbrella bikes out there. Kill on oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not, not a lot of cowies. There is no. And it's, I mean, it is pretty much almost all, I have a feeling you're going to start seeing more gas gases than you do Husqvarna's also. Two Suzuki's? Just two. Huh. I didn't even notice that. Very interesting point. That's, uh, unless Husqvarna figured out a way to fix those carbon subframes, a lot of guys are, uh, are switching over to gas gases because the subframes don't crack on you mid moto. So can't have that happening. No, not even a little bit. But so I have a feeling you're gonna start seeing a lot more gas gases show up. A lot more red bikes. Not as many. I was excited. Bikes. They got the color situation straightened out on the or relatively straightened out. I still don't think it's perfect, but it's better than it was in Supercross the the color markers on the um, Oh yeah. The leaderboard on the screen 
they finally got them color matched to the logos, even though it's still not perfectly hard, perfect to tell. It's better than it was in Supercross, where whatever color was they gave Gas Gas a white or whatever. It was just like, oh, well, the bikes are clearly red. Why is their logo white or why is their thing white? Yeah. They so, should have just made the Gas Gases like purple or something, dude. That would have been sick. I'd be all for I mean, that. I might have considered one, uh, but. And then I don't know what they're going to do now that they have, they're powering the beta bikes too. And they just came out with a 450 motocross version of one of those running a KTM Husqvarna gas, gas 450 motor in it, motor trans rear end. So I don't know. Are we going to have two KTM, two red KTMs on the track at the same time, dude? Um, Can't hurt. You know, just the more the better. More the merrier. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's about, without going into detail on everybody, I think uh, it's probably about the general stuff. You want to you wanna do the, the soft it and the drive of the race? Yeah, we can, man. Uh, so the uh, the drive of the race I did... So at first I messed it up. That's why at the beginning I was sitting here like looking stuff up and typing. Um, so I did their overall finish position by where they started in the moto rather than I hate the way that the AMA sets up their uh, moto one, moto two start finish. So if you've never been on the American motocross results website, um, when you click on it, it goes qualifying start finish for moto one moto two and then laps led for moto one moto two and then finish for moto one moto two and it is very confusing uh when you're sitting here trying to figure out who passed more people than somebody else um but we do have nate thrasher who as far as i can tell through the sea of numbers uh got 23 people um and i believe that was i believe that was moto number two I just heard a little person. Oh, yep, there's a little person in my basement. <laughs> and then uh, we have Anderson and Savachi who both went with uh, um, 20 passes apiece in their respective motos. Hi, baby. Give me a second. That just happened. I feel like something broke. Yep, it was bro tacos, hot sauce. Oh, off the front of the... Yeah. Uh oh. It's all right. I got more. We'll get it figured out. But, um, and then speaking of the bro taco sauce, it, apparently Doug is going to win that, uh, this, <laughs> this week. Uh, but we both picked AC, man. Uh, just completely based on his, his complete wipeout. So that's, uh, what, the wipeout pushed too hard is Bubba scrub without the scrub or the Bubba, I guess it would be, you know? Yep. So it's, uh, you bailing out on me, buddy. It's, uh, other than that, <laughs> they're excited, man. Pumps. You going to come over now? Hi, bud. You gonna say hi? <laughs> so, oh yeah, you see Mr. Tiller there. 
luckily there's not a whole lot of people listening right now because they're all out camping or hungover or sunburned or <laughs> on the lake or yeah this is what i'm talking into bud either way <laughs> what yeah yeah that's that's uh for the bro taco sauced it moment of the race that's kind of or races i guess we should say because we are outdoors now we both picked uh the old adam scene cirillo for obvious reasons i couldn't think of really i tried to think i couldn't come up with anyone else no i mean even watching the races over again and looking at the results and talking about them now i think outside of the or inside of the top 10 for positions that matter um matter the most they all matter um his his fall in that first moto after leading and going so fast was by far the the biggest one you know we determined he he didn't really do eat it in the second one it was just when you're leading and going two to three seconds faster than the, the rest of the field and then you eat it like that uh and can't get it back together yeah. Sauced it. Oh, yeah. Definitely sauced it. But other than that, I don't have much else to add, man. What about you? No. I think I got, uh, I got to clean up a it. hot sauce bottle. But Got to save as much of it as you can. Yeah. That's, uh, my basement smells good right now, though. It was the, uh, the, avocado. the avocado. Yeah. So it was definitely, oh, my kids found the keyboard. <laughs> I got I to order some more brap sauce. I just used the last of it up. I pulled the dog and put some on a little pizza the show dude i, I was, told you I was, hot sauce was, on pizza belongs man oh yeah i was in there i was getting it out with like a toothpick and stuff make sure like i got as much out of the bottle as i could i'm not i'm not even not even playing around i gotta order some more of that i got plenty of the pineapple and avocado left i'm all out of brap sauce now oh yeah that's uh i gotta get a i think i have another avocado upstairs i got a nice little um shelf in my pantry full of pro taco sauce so now i gotta add one more but It'll be all right. I'll definitely use the, uh, well, that actually works out as a pretty decent segment going going into our, our goodbyes. Got yeah. the uh, Bro Taco hot sauce. Um, I know for sure I'm going to go on brotacofoods.com right after we're done. Use code PTTG for 20% off my new bottle of hot sauce. And... I don't know. I'll have to order two. Put one in the fridge, throw one back up here on my thing. The biggest problem I have is this table is so heavy because I might or might not have um, borrowed this table from Buffalo Wild Wings, so it's really heavy. It's like one of their outdoor bar tables. It sticks to my basement floor, so when I went to go move it, it like jumped. Oh. And it was just like... For a second. Yeah, just that bad little glass break sound that that everybody loves to hear. Uh, but while you're out there running around on the internet doing some of your ordering, hit up sunstar-breaking.com. Look for the support email, which I believe is support at sunstar-breaking.com. Uh, use anything to do with PTTG and the subject and get 30% off. Uh, that goes for both Sunstar and breaking products carried in the United States. So pretty much all dirt bikes, most of their four-wheeler line. Um, get you hooked up with 30%. So, hey, a dollar saved is a dollar earned in my book, man. So 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Also, don't forget, stop over at PowerTheNumber2TheGround.com. Hit us up on Pick'ems. That's what we forgot to do, man. Let me jump into that real quick. Jump into the Pick'em stuff, dude. Oh, yeah, we didn't even get to talk about who won. Yeah, oh, yeah. not me. <laughs> you like you like my quick graphic real fast? <laughs> hey. It works, dude. A little, little, little snippet. A little snippet. Yeah, so the this weekend, like I said, Mike, if you're still listening, man, you're only seven points behind. That's not that far. We had plenty oh, yeah. of seven-point swings last season uh, in Supercross over it. So, yeah, uh, Lester, Richard, Cole. Cole did pretty good uh, last season. He had some rounds where he killed it. But uh, oh yeah, three points between the winners and the losers this week, um, or you know, between us and the rest of the field. Yeah, and so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. But yeah, Lester, Richard, and Cole, congratulations on being tied for first this time around. Um, Jesse kicked our asses this week. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Let's we'll see if we can make sure he stays in it and remembers to do it every week, so he he can't. Uh, lose by default like he accidentally did in Supercross last season. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's uh, I have this thing, but it's hard to read because it's so big. So we might have to. Yeah, I mean, work, basically what you need to take that. away from this, if you can look at it, was there's a lot of red. Red means whoever you picked in, like, look at four, everybody uh, that we all picked, or all these, all 10 of the people on the screen right there picked for 452nd place weren't even in the top five if there was a shade of green they would have been in the top five yeah none of our 452nd places even made it in the top five so we are professionals dude yep but we're not perfect like we're not perfect we're professionals (laughs) (laughs) right but other than that guys it has been real we will catch you next week we're at thunder valley yeah up there in colorado Thunder. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm pretty excited because yep. I remember AC was killing it there last year. And if he's already going that fast this year, maybe he decides to back it down a little bit, play it smart. But I don't know. Maybe he puts it together and just murders it next weekend. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. That'd definitely be fun to see. But I don't know. We'll have to jump on the Discord, man, and, and talk about it. I don't. I have a. Uh, community garage sale or whatever so i'll definitely be watching it while i'm sitting there inside of the uh inside of the garage trying to talk people into buying my junk but Ooh, i think i yeah. should stop the sale i'm bringing up to ohio you're more than welcome man <laughs> come down here in the old basement studio that smells like avocado sereno <laughs> spicy. spicy oh yeah studio. what We'll catch you guys later. It's been real. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Thank you if you were watching this after the fact. And also for all our audio users, uh, we thank you guys for listening. So until next time, we'll catch up with you. Bye. Peace.